Hi, this is Rick. And Crystal. And we thank you for listening to our podcast, which is basically a, uh, a synopsis of everything we spoke about on Thursday on our show on 105.9 The Mountain as we spotlight one of the area's hardest hit during the pandemic, which is the food and beverage industry. And that's because we've had to go from 50% capacity down to 30% here in Buncombe County and Asheville. City of Asheville and Buncombe County passed an ordinance that made it even more restrictive than what the state had established. So things were already hard for the restaurant industry to begin with as they had to take extra steps to ensure that their customers were going to be safe, which they were going to do. That's, that's how they are. And they were barely just getting by with so many of them already having closed temporarily and permanently. And then along came an effort from Brownie Newman, uh, county commissioner, to make it more restrictive at 30%. So we spoke with several influential people in the restaurant industry here in Asheville and Buncombe County. We spoke with Jane Anderson, the uh, executive director for the Asheville Independent Restaurant Association. We spoke with Jimmy Rents, a local restaurateur. Uh, one of the most uh, well-known projects of his, Barley's, which yeah. has been around 25 years. Uh, and Dan Scully, who's been around and operating in restaurants for a long time. He owned Scully's, now Mountain Madre, also part of the new Rye Knot, along with Jimmy Rents. So we posed these questions to them, uh, and here are their responses. First, in regard to the new 30% occupancy ordinance? Uh, the 30% capacity um, basically um, forces the restaurant to not serve uh, indoors. Uh, they cannot break even at 30%. Yeah. Um, at this point, 15 of our members have announced various stages of being closed over the next couple months, and the 30% was the precipitating factor. Well, fifty uh, percent's a break-even proposition. Thirty percent is not. It's hard. It really is. It's. I don't understand exactly why they went to thirty percent. I saw Brownie's reasoning about you know there are points in the visits to the restaurants where the patrons do not have masks on, but I, seems I, like you're basing an awful big thing and a, a minute bit of information that's possibly even anecdotal. Agreed. Instead of, you know, they, we keep being told, everybody keeps being told to trust the science, and certain people, for whatever reason, have their own version of it, maybe? I don't know. Well, you know, I just I was just at Lowe's, and they're rebuilding some shelving and stuff, and some of the workers doing that weren't necessarily wearing a face mask. Mm -hmm. They were wearing more of a chin strap, and they were inside, and they were not social distancing. They were on top of each other. I had the same experience at a Dollar Tree recently. They were in there yeah. doing some stocking and not wearing masks, and I was in there. They were open. Yeah. yeah, I just saw that, and I didn't feel real good about being in there. It just seems like so, like you guys are being targeted for whatever reason, and the food and beverage industry is almost what makes Asheville Asheville, and it's just like selective rules, selective policing, selective enforcement, and you're being targeted. Yeah, well, that's true. If we don't get help from government or local officials, um, it won't. No, we won't be able to survive. Probably, you know, until March, um, it'd be tough. Just because, uh, you know, with the weather and everything getting colder and less tourists, and uh, with just doing thirty percent right now. 
is not good for a lot of businesses. So really, um, even the possibility of not making it to a time when most people can then resume outdoor dining, really, because you can't really even think about that until April, May, June. Correct. Right. So, I mean, if, yeah, if nothing changes here in the next month or two, um, yeah, I, I would say it's going to be tough for people to come back on. We followed up with Jane Anderson on something that we talked about earlier this week. A question that we posed, it's what does the city and the county think they know that's better for its constituents than the state and Governor Roy Cooper? You know, they've got access to all the information you can imagine there, uh, the scientists that, you know, are at that level of government and uh, all the same studies that everyone else has, and they determined that 50% occupancy was a good number, it was safe, and plus allows restaurants to at least be able to exist, right? And she says that it's based on old data. Old data from the CDC, and so what do they think they know that the state doesn't know, Jane? Um, you'd have to ask them that. Um, certainly, <laughs> um, you know, when this was announced, um, County Commissioner Newman um, cited a study that the CDC did way, way, way back in the early days of COVID that's no longer considered valid, that people that tested positive for COVID were more likely to have eaten in restaurants. Well, what, what other things were they more likely to do, too? I go into our restaurants every day. When I say our restaurants, the um, members of Ashland Independent Restaurant Association, mm-hmm. and there's not a safer place I go. They are following the state's guidelines, the national guidelines, and doing absolutely everything by the book. And for out of the blue, for for a local elected official to say, well, you know, we think that... Um, because you sit in a restaurant without a mask on for a period of time, we think, you know, you need to have less people sitting in there. We feel that especially the counties really targeted our category of business. As AIR, we just wish that our local officials, the city and the county, would just stay in sync with the governor's orders across the state. That's really the consistency is important. He makes his judgments very carefully using science. And given that, you know, people like to come here to eat um, from other locations, it really confuses and upsets guests that are coming into town. So bottom line is the health and safety of our employees and our guests is first and foremost. And we just ask that... um, especially like this 30% thing that just stay consistent with the state, which continues to be 50% capacity. So the saddest part of all this, Crystal, is the restaurants that have already uh, closed either temporarily or permanently, a list of which we had mentioned on the air Thursday, and it's only a partial list at best. Here's just some of the restaurants that have already been impacted to the point where they had to close. Smoky Park Supper Club, Avenue M, El Gallo, and most of this is in response to the 30% restriction. Right. These came after that, the announcements mostly after that was uh, said by the city and the state. Blackbird, Kachina 24, Jargon, Zambra, very well-known eateries, well-known in Asheville, great reputations. 
Early Girl Eatery on Merriman Avenue, the North Asheville location. And they just recently opened up. And they have closed for good, so that location is no longer open. Bottle Riot, which is closed temporarily at least until February 14th. And then we like to get a beverage. So these watering holes, Collaboratory, which used to be Lab on Lexington Avenue. One of the early ones to go. Permanently closed. Fermented nonsense, which a lot of people have begun to enjoy and then didn't even open that long ago to begin with. Ugh. Didn't have the capital to continue. They're permanently closed. And then you have a lot of them that have been temporarily closed. Sierra Nevada has not been open since right. the beginning. They're still making beer. They're not hosting people. Uh, same goes for places like New Belgium and others that have closed uh, temporarily here and there, sometimes reopening for a little while and then closing back down again. So we wonder about the places that, you know, could be next, as we say. Uh, uh, one of my uh, first places that I used to hang out and where I had my very first date with my now wife was Barley's Pizzeria and Tap Room in downtown Asheville. Kind of an iconic place in Asheville. You know, it's in a building that's been around for 100 years. Uh, they opened in 1994. Matter of fact, their basement was home to the original Highland Brewing Company. So even the beer business in Asheville has a little bit of Barley's to give credit to for that. And Jimmy Rents founded Barley's so many so much longer ago, 25 years ago. So how about those businesses like Barley's, like your others? I don't know, dude. I, you know, I hope Barley's makes it through till the spring. Um, Rynot is uh, they're breaking even on the warmer days. So there we have it, Crystal. All those difficulties outlined uh, what they face. Thirty percent occupancy, basically, as they've said, and I'm sure we could get many more people to echo all these. Right? That thirty percent is essentially a losing proposition. Not to mention all the money that they're that they're spending on trying to keep their customers safe with hand sanitizers and all the plexiglass and. Things of that nature. You know, we didn't say this, but this is another thing. The earlier close time, the 9 o'clock last call, 10 o'clock close time uh, for the local businesses as well. Uh, when we were talking with Jimmy in another conversation, Jimmy Rents, he had mentioned, you know, listen, the margin on alcohol. And I know they say, oh, that's how they spread. People get, you know, they get drinky, drinky, and they take their masks off and whatever. But the fact of the matter is the margin on alcohol, that's how a lot of these restaurants make their money. Mm -hmm. So while it's great that you support them by getting things to go and things of that nature, going there in person if you're comfortable with it, if we have some warm days like we occasionally get. And, hey, now you can get your drinks to go, so that's just an idea. Yes, the mixed drinks to go, that was passed a few weeks ago as well, and there's certain restrictions that they've got to abide by to, you know, to be able to satisfy that, of course. Right. But that's where we are right now. Now, we have just seen that Black Mountain is going back to the 50% ordinance. That actually happened as we were broadcasting on Thursday. So I'm going to take total credit for that. <laughs> In reality, we probably have nothing to do with it at all, but it's encouraging. It's encouraging that the local politicians are responding to the community and the restaurant businesses and not singling them out, which is what it feels like to them. Right. You know, it feels like listen, Lowe's, Home Depot, Dollar Tree, grocery stores, uh, these places have people, you know, interacting all day long and in some cases almost 24 hours a day, and the restaurants having to jump through all these hoops. So we're hoping that uh, the other government entities responsible uh, will reconsider. Uh, it's till the end of January at least for the one here in Asheville and Buncombe, the 30% occupancy. So maybe they'll 
reconsider that, at least go back to 50% occupancy for indoor dining, and at least give these guys a fighting chance. We really appreciate you um, doing some conversation on this for your listeners and reaching out to folks. To me, you know, going to the horse's mouth is the most important thing. (laughs) Yeah. I do not own a restaurant, but I get to work with these people, and they just blow me away every day. Crystal and I, because we like to eat, (laughs) and we love to support local uh, at least once a week, maybe more. Yeah. Because we get hungry more than once a week. It's true. It's happened to me at least three times while we're sitting here. (laughs) So we're going to try and solicit as many local businesses as we can. And we want to make sure that people know that when we're talking about this, we're not just talking about the, I guess you would call them the date night restaurants in downtown Asheville. Right. The run of the meal, I need lunch restaurants. Everywhere from Fairview to Fletcher to Caruso to Canton to Swannanoa. Weaverville. To Marshall. Yeah. All of these places have these great neighborhood, family-owned, independently-owned and operated restaurants. And they're all affected by all of this. Uh, Even at the 50%, the guests are barely struggling to get by. So solicit them as often as you can. Support your local restaurants. We're going to do that. And we love some suggestions. Yeah, tell us these amazing places that you know of that have really great dishes or what's unique about them. If they're kid-friendly, if they have a great atmosphere, Whatever it is, we'd love to know about it. You know what? East Village Grill makes this thing called a grouper Reuben. I know. A fish Reuben. <laughs> I don't know how many people know about that. It's delicious. It's different. <laughs> it's different and delicious. So if you know something like that that's going on somewhere, kind of like when Guy Fieri goes to place and discovers these places for yeah. diners, drive-ins, and dives. Like, did you know they were doing this here? This is awesome. Or maybe it's the atmosphere. Or maybe it's just the people. Maybe it's Mr. and Mrs. Johnson have been running this place for 20 years, and you know what? They well, I've had 50 birthdays here and all that. Yeah, oh, and they're super friendly, and they come out and talk to you and mm-hmm. things like that. So, you know, you're already, if you're listening to this uh, on our website, right? Right. So, uh, easy enough. I think you can contact us through here, or you can just shoot us an email if you're on the internet, which you are. Or, uh, Crystal, if, you, at, if you found us on Facebook, you can send us a message there, too. Send us a message on Facebook. That's easy enough done, too, so depending on where you found us. But message us on Facebook. You can do so on Instagram as well. Uh, or uh, 1059themountain.com, the website there. You can go to uh, send an email to crystal at 1059themountain, and her name is not freaky spelled like you, you know, you got to say that in Nashville. The normal one, yes, the R-Y. The normal way to spell crystal, <laughs> not with a K like the burger. Right. <laughs> you have to say that. Rick is normal, okay, R-I-C-K, rick at 1059themountain.com. Either one of us that you want to shoot an email to, let us know why we should visit this particular establishment. Maybe it's yours, or maybe it's your favorite. And uh, we will try our best to get there and to do it as often as we can. We'll call it the the 2021 tour, food tour, eat local, support local. We'll come up with a better name. Maybe if you have a good name, you can, you can throw that in there too. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, and hey, support local.